0: Hello? Hey, you can hear me again! Hi, everyone. Sorry that took, we didn't say how long it would take, but it took longer than what we intended it to take.
1: Yeah. I sometimes end up signing a bunch of things. It happens. Yeah. We had some people in costume that I wanted to make sure that I got to.
0: I'm delighted to report that during the break I signed at least four Brandon Sanderson books. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we don't have a lot of time. We need to be done, done at 4.55. Oh no, he is here. (laughs) Hi, oh my gosh.
2: You guys didn't save space for me.
0: No. We asked for you earlier and you weren't here. He was hiding behind that pillar. I saw him. I know, he saw me. You were literally hiding behind, okay. He was hiding. So
2: I can't help but notice. Yes sir. a really big crowd. And you guys are really boring. <laughs> but I know what to do. Okay. I think I can spice this up a little bit. Give you guys a little punch for the second half here, yeah? Okay, oh, no. <laughs> okay. I think you guys need a backup choir. <laughs> you guys need someone to sing along you guys do the q and I would like to introduce you to the intentionally blank singers. <laughs> So this I knew is...
0: that Ben was going to be doing something, but we genuinely, honestly, had no idea what it was going to be. He's going to do this to us every year, isn't he? Okay. He's... So are they just going to repeat what we say? Like calling back, like I see... lining in a gospel church? Are they going to stand there the whole time, Ben?
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll be ready. Yeah.
0: Thank you.
3: <laughs>
2: you may begin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess we're doing a Q and A with a Greek chorus. Well, I want to probe the limits of the chorus first. See what they're prepared for. You want a food heist? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was we need a food heist like theme a, song. A food heist. Food
1: heist jingle. theme song. Come on.
0: Yeah. Come on, Ben. You don't come into my house doing weird things and not have a food heist theme song.
1: This is unrehearsed, by the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell. All right, so this is a food heist that is going to also test the limits of Brandon's ability to make puns about stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. So, one of the absolute most notorious food thieves is of course the burglar. Burglar? Yes. Today we're going to talk about an otter. Okay. And this is a food heist in the sense that the otter stole what he took. And he took it from humans. Okay, this is low-hanging fruit, right? The otter burglar? The otter burglar? The otter
1: burglar. He's the just going otter, by the burglar. The otter burglar? Even though he's an otter. Oh my
0: gosh. He's the otter bit. He's the the burglar and the otter burglar. Yes. Oh my. The burglar's become a title now. I was expecting such great things. Why? We got the otter. (laughs) Why on earth? So there's an otter. Mm -hmm. There was a hotel. I'm pretty sure it was a Marriott hotel. Okay. And they had a koi pond. Mm. And this otter would get into it and steal fish. They put an electric fence around the koi pond and he still was able to get in. Like, There's video of him, you can look this up, doing the Catherine Zeta Jones dance over the laser wire to get in and not get shocked and get some fish. He stole $125,000 worth of koi out of the koi pond. You're kidding me.
1: No. The otter burglar is a better
0: thief than the burglar. (laughs) Well, the burglar is about sending a message. The yes. otter is about getting fish. <laughs> oh, wow. How many koi was that? Like, is I don't that like know. one
1: really expensive
0: koi, or is that like. I don't know how much a koi costs. $25,000 koi. A koi is basically a goldfish that refused to die. It's not a goldfish, it's a carp. It's a carp, yes. That's even worse. Yep. Carp are garbage fish. These are just very pretty garbage fish like me, and yeah, $125,000 worth, and they don't have an actual count of the fish because it was over months and months and possibly years. Okay, okay. I think after a certain point of just being serially victimized by an otter, Mm -hmm. you're not restocking your koi pond, you're just feeding an otter. So in the realm of the burglar,
1: and things that are hard to pronounce. Kay. Could this be the cloiptomaniac?
0: The koiplomaniac. The cloiptomaniac? Yes, there you go. Kloiptomaniac. Kloyptomaniac, there you go. The koyptomaniac. That's much easier to say in the original otter. <laughs> cloyptomaniac? Kloipdomaniac. Sing me cloyptomaniac. Come on,
1: come on. <laughs> you brought them. You brought them.
2: The All
1: right, um, let's start the Q&A, The Q&A, can you sing Koyptomaniac? <laughs>
0: Answer? Okay, you right here. If your first question is about a Koyptomaniac, I'll let you ask two questions, okay? Uh, ask okay. them if they will sing Koyptomaniac for us. Here we us. go, let's get it.
2: Will you sing Koyptomaniac?
1: <laughs> it's a question.
0: The answer is no. No, apparently. What's your second question?
2: Yeah, who wins in a cage match between Brandon Sanderson and Dan Wells?
0: (laughs) Have you read his
2: books?
1: (laughs) He has heads in his fridge.
0: They're not human ones, but regardless. Okay, I want to argue with this, but I genuinely, at this moment, have a chicken head in my fridge. (laughs) Remember, Brandon is the one when we did the episode about could you beat up a horse? He was like, I could totally beat up a horse. So I say Brandon takes this one. I think horses are pansies deep down inside. I think you can, yeah.
1: So... Thank you for the you. question. By the way, let's not ask any like Cosmere-type questions or things on this one. You'll have a chance for them later on. Yeah, but if we... you ask
0: one, I will answer it, and I don't know anything. <laughs> let's go over here now. Two, camera two. It's
3: a question. It's a question.
0: Hello. Hi. This question is for both of you, and Ben too, if he feels like answering. <laughs> uh, who is your favorite character from The Simpsons, and why? Ah. Okay, my favorite character from the Simpsons is Moe, okay? Because I am a story structure guy. Mhm. And in the one where they do the Lord of the Flies pastiche, at the end they run out of ideas and they say, "And then they were all saved by, oh, let's say Moe." And that is how so many actual Hollywood movies end that it drives me crazy. Also most Netflix series end that way. Man, this is actually kind of hard,
1: right? Because uh-huh. it depends on which era of The Simpsons you're talking about, right? Like, who makes the best, like, one-line jokes or things like that? Or, like, when Homer is good, Homer is good. But Homer hasn't been good in 20 years, right? Right. Like, I think my favorite episode is the one about Grimy, where it's like, you know, <laughs> the guy who's driven crazy by... Frank but, Grimes. So I'll just say Frank Grimes because that's my favorite episode. Okay. My second favorite episode, though, is the, the one where Homer goes and works for the supervillain.
0: He's a good character,
1: too. Yeah. So he's a great character. But yeah. I can't remember his name, so I couldn't say him.
0: Also the monorail salesman.
2: Mm. You have an answer? I haven't watched The Simpsons since the early 2000s. Yeah, Ben's not
0: not cool enough to answer this question. I'm gonna,
2: no, I am though. (laughs) Uh, I actually am gonna go with Homer, and it's the boring answer, but Homer, if you ever watched the very first season of Simpsons, right? Mm -hmm. They didn't know that Homer was the everyman that everyone would relate to. And then they realized it and they shifted that whole dynamic to incorporate that. And that's yeah. what made the show. The
1: show was made by them realizing Homer's the main character, not Bart. Right, right. And you know what? Yeah.
2: So you, Homer gets that. Like, them realizing that fixed the Simpsons. Now it's, hey, that's why it's been going on.
0: You want to give real answers to important questions? You get your own show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Friggin' give a good answer to my question. Okay. Back here. Mike won. Hey.
2: It's a question. question.
0: So my favorite part about this is that we're like, we don't have a lot of time. We're going to get right through this. (laughs) Okay, let's hear it. It gave us (laughs) (laughs) coiptomaniac. Coiptomaniac.
2: So who wins a cage match between Emily and Dawn?
0: Everyone.
1: Emotional
3: damage.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think either of them make it to the cage match. No. They're too empathetic and kind. And also, they got too much stuff to do. Yeah, Like, Dawn is the one where we did role-playing games, and she went to fold laundry
0: <laughs> and called out from the other room yeah. what her character was doing. The other thing is they've done the heavy lifting of raising our often very difficult children. So Emily and Dawn would beat Dan and Brandon in a cage match. Mm-hmm. No question. All right, number two.
3: It's a question, it's a question. Okay, if this is too personal, you can skip, but how did you guys propose to your wives?
1: Uh this is a good one.
3: Story time, story time, story time.
0: <laughs> okay, so this is gonna sound made up, But it's not. I took my wife to go and see Evita with Antonio Banderas. Oh, bold move. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And then we came back from the movie, and we were in my college dorm room, and we were playing the Xena Warrior Princess card game. (laughs) And I was helping a friend of mine propose to his girlfriend with this, like, weird phone thing that we had set up in advance. And then... When that was done, I looked over at Dawn, across the field of Xena cards, and I said, this is really ironic, because all day I've been thinking of asking you to marry me. And then she talked for 17 solid minutes about how she's terrified of marriage, because her parents were separated at the time. And then I said, so is that a yes? (laughs) And she said, yes! And then a couple of weeks later, because I didn't have a ring or anything. We hadn't talked about this in advance. A Couple of weeks later, I took her to a Mexican restaurant. I had a good friend who was the trombone player in a mariachi band, and I gave him the ring, and they came over and serenaded our table, and uh, he said, hey, so is this, is this your girlfriend? I said, yeah, we're actually engaged, but I don't have a ring yet. And he pulled out the ring I had chosen and said, well, I've got one right here, do you want to use it? <laughs> And I knelt down, and I proposed, and she cried and put the ring on, and then they sing El Mariachi Loco, which is a song about a crazy mariachi who wants to get divorced.
1: So, Beat mine, back. Mine's super boring. Actually, <laughs> Actually it's really mate. awesome. Emily got in her car after work, and I had snuck in and put a cassette tape back when we had those because they would autoplay and the Mission Impossible theme song began. (laughs) This is real. (laughs) Under her chair was a folio of tasks to perform (laughs) in which would prepare her for defeating the criminal Brandon and she had to go to various people that I had enlisted. And they each gave her something to help survive life with me. One was alarm clock to get me up in the mornings. Uh, (laughs) Another was a nice, uh, nice, some salt. Of course. Yeah. You got to keep Brynn distracted with salting things. And then it led her to, through all the course of this, and then the last, there was a package under uh, her thing that had Silly String in it. She pulled up at the place where we'd had our first date, the restaurant in the parking lot. And it said, look in the trunk, there's something for you. And I was in the trunk with Silly String. She didn't believe I would be in there. She opened the trunk and I dual wielded Silly String in her face. And she screamed and ran and got hers because she had not brought her Silly String, despite the instructions saying that in order to defeat me, she would need it. And then I knelt down in the parking lot and proposed to her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, Ben. <laughs> Who wants to hear how Ben proposed to his wife?
2: Look, I have someone to correct me right here. <laughs>
0: I've never seen this woman before in my life. <laughs>
2: You know what your daughter Morgan is here though and she was convinced when she was 3 years old that she was going to marry me if I regardless. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I see
3: Morgan's boyfriend. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: <laughs> Morgan hated me.
1: But she wanted to marry Ben. Yeah, and Jordo. Mhm.
2: <laughs> were we um Oh, that's right. I was dating your best friend.
3: <laughs> One of them. One of them. Yeah.
2: <laughs> she 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 dumped me. And it was so
3: And she brought you back into the friend group, right?
2: Yes, we were still friends. It was, it was fine. I say it was fine.
3: It was, it was fine. Okay.
2: And we went to go to the
3: Manti the Manti pageant. It's like a religious pageant.
2: Yeah, down in in
3: Manti, Manti, Utah. Utah. And we made fun of it the whole time.
2: Did you know that villains were sequins? It's
3: true. yeah, the Manti pageant, but it's true. out for the sequins.
2: What's awesome is that the whole time uh, so my ex-girlfriend and I were were kind of like flirting a little bit. Like, I don't know, is that the right thing to do? This was months later, right? But the whole time I was talking to Danielle. This is Danielle. And we're talking about the things that we like or like to do. And uh, you have to tell this part. Okay.
3: So he so was like... We were getting in line for food, and I was like, I think I'm just going to get like a corn dog. And he's like, you like hot dogs? And I was like, of course I like hot dogs. And he was like, I know this great hot dog place. We should go, meaning we all should go. And I said, yeah, we should. And then he didn't get it. And then he was like, oh, I got the new Batman movie at my house. We should all watch it. And I was like, yeah we should <laughs> and then i did that for 45 minutes or longer and then he figured it out and asked me on a date
2: yay and then really and then, shortly after that <laughs> we got
3: engaged. he, he, go, he we, bought the ring he, yeah. he was like i got it and then he like took me to a little garden at the back of the temple and asked me to marry him because i knew he had the ring already and we were spontaneous. Yeah, we were
2: dead. Not, not your whole plan. Where?
1: But when did the silly string
2: get there involved? There was no
3: silly string. And then we went to Dan's house and told him first, and he was in the middle That's of role playing.
2: Woo! <laughs> and Morgan was so sad. Oh. Yeah. And
3: Dawn gave me a giant hug and said, "You don't know how long I've waited for you." <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, this is a story that I don't think even Ben knows. After their wedding, and it was all over, and we were everyone's like shaking hands and everything. Ben's dad came up to me, and he sighed, and he's like, oh, Dan, we did it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thank you very much. Back to number one.
3: It's a question. It's a question.
1: Oh, okay. An episode, this is a question for all three of you, in episode 125 you mentioned Ben made you watch Evangelion and Fooly Cooly, so what's your favorite episode and or scene from both shows?
0: Oh boy. Okay. Let's clarify the question. Ben made me watch Evangelion and Fooly Cooley 30 years ago, dude!
1: <laughs> you are the box set!
0: Okay. I do own the box set. My favorite episode of Evangelion is when they ran out of money and were like, ah, screw it. How about like static pencil drawings? I, I, it's 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like 25. 20, 25 um, I do is like 30 years old
1: remember kind of episode of Eva where they like go into a dream sequence of what Evangelion would be if it were made by a normal person.
0: Oh, yeah. Right?
1: And it's like, oh, you're like, you're like oh, I remember what it's like when shows are happy. And, you know, there's, like, character drama that does not involve dead mothers and or people strangling each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm like, wow, why am I not watching that show?
0: (laughs) But it actually, it was very... It was like a high school harem romance kind of thing. It was, okay. Fooly Cooly, every episode is the best episode of Fooly Cooly. I love them all.
1: It does have that really great opening where it's like nothing cool ever happens here. And you zoom out and, like, the city is a giant iron yeah. uh, that is smoking, and then like, you know, a robot climbs out of his forehead after someone hits him with a guitar, and he's like, yeah, my life is boring, this, this whole thing is boring. Because mm-hmm. it's a parody of Ava about how Shinji is just like the worst, despite <laughs> taking part in like this cool action-adventure story. Yeah, so.
0: there's a scene in I Am Not a Serial Killer where John and his friend Max are sitting on like a freeway overpass, throwing rocks at cars, and Max complains about, "Oh, this is a boring town, and nothing ever happens here." That is a direct quote homage of *Fooly Cooly*. So, there you go.
2: Yeah, and I ha- hate to also then, but like the opening of *Fooly Cooly* is like just genius. Like it's it subverts everything. Uh-huh. It is yeah. so interesting. It hooks like amazing. All the so. crazy,
0: like the thing comes out of his head, and then the lady on the motorcycle comes up and. Hits yeah, him with an no electric sense. guitar.
2: It's so amazing! Spoiler
0: warning. <laughs> awesome. Thank you very much. Number two.
1: My name is Jay. I'm 12, and I have
3: a question for you.
1: It's a question. It's a question.
3: What's the greatest prank you've ever done?
1: Oh wow! Oh wow! Greatest prank.
0: Greatest prank.
3: Story time, story time, story
0: time. You know, the worst part about this choir is that what I specifically told Ben I wanted like months and months ago was the How's That Ben dancers (laughs) who would come out and dance whenever we said How's That Ben? But I like this choir, I guess. My mother hates it when her children
1: have facial hair just a thing she does not like. Anytime I would grow any sort of facial hair, I think she was panicked that it would mean that no woman would ever date me, for whatever reason. Uh, and she hated it. And so my brother and I decided to both grow like giant epic mustaches, enormous ones for the holiday season, right? And we, we started like a year early. Um, and this was years ago, and we were gonna get our pictures taken with these you know, mustaches, it was gonna be cool my sister got proposed to in the middle of that. And Jordan and I, we were growing like full beards and we're gonna shave them and have the mustaches, right? And we're like, we're five months into this. We're not stopping now, right? And so my mother had to come to the slow and horrifying realization that both of her sons were going to have mountain man beards and all the wedding photos. And we did, and so that's a pretty good one. That I don't is know a pretty if good th- if one. That,
0: yeah. So uh, when we had been married almost a year, I was married in May, and then the following year, April 1st rolled around, and most of you hate April Fool's Day already, so just prepare to hate me as well. I thought it would be really funny if I could convince my wife to call my mom and tell her that she was pregnant with twins. <laughs> oh, that's And to mean. be fair, it was really funny, but <laughs> only to me, because my mom bought the whole thing, because she doesn't trust a word that I say. But coming from Dawn, it was like, oh, hooray, this is wonderful news. Dawn had had a miscarriage earlier, so it was like, this is so great that God gave you two, and you already lost the one, and she, And Dawn was getting increasingly uncomfortable on the phone call because she didn't know how to get herself out of this. She is not a liar. She was inexperienced with this. So it was pretty cool. That is horrible. That is absolutely horrible. Wow.
1: I should mention though, there is this one time where I wrote four books in secret. and then made a video. (laughs) Yep. Where I (laughs) pretended I was retiring.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty good prank. How many of you were completely taken in by like the first 30 seconds of that video? Yeah. 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 You thought that he had like killed someone. Right. And now was gonna be public about it. Okay, sweet. Number one over here.
3: It's a question. It's a question. Going to ask you who is Brandon Sanderson and was, why is his name everywhere? Yeah, but, yeah. Um, Morgan wanted me to ask you how much Dan could a Dan Wells Wells, if a Dan Wells could Wells Dan?
0: I leave that to uh, the expert in Dan Wells biology, which is Ben.
2: As much wells as a Dan Wells could wells if a Dan Wells could wells dan.
3: Yeah. Look <laughs> at that. Right. Okay. I
2: don't know.
0: A Dan Wells would dan all the wells. <laughs> if a Dan Wells could dan Wells. Mm-hmm. Would be, have been a much better thing for him to have said. <laughs> but he's a choir conductor. <laughs> you gotta cut him some slack. Over here, number two.
3: Okay, so on a couple of episodes, you've talked about Ted Lasso, and I have to say that the only character that has come close to evoking the emotional response of Moash is Nate from okay. Ted Lasso. Okay. And so, my question is what character from your books do you think would make the best member of AFC Richmond?
1: <laughs> emotional
3: damage? <laughs> Adolin
1: is much more, I always say, much more of a quarterback than he is a soldier.
0: Uh, He'd fit right in. I don't know. (laughs) Most of my books are about, like, socially awkward murderers and stuff. I am going to say Kira Walker from Partials. Oh, yeah.
1: She's literally a sports star. Yeah.
0: They would make a special exception and let her on the team. There you go. she'd be awesome. So there you go. Thank you. All right. Yay! It's a question. It's a question. Number one. Number one. For the convention, there's this really cool picture of a dragon carrying a katana that's like the symbol for the entire convention, and it made me think, uh, what are your favorite mythological creatures?
1: Uh, Well, that's obvious. It's dragon. very very clearly you are going to get some some other dragons in the Cosmere eventually <laughs> woohoo! see if i'd been smart right if i were actually legitimately smart i would have spotted what's going on with fourth wing a few years ago because it's the 20-year nostalgia cycle and we had aragon and how to train your dragon 20 years ago and so it's like if i'd been smart I would have written one of those. But instead, I was too busy having Hoyd make fun of people. And, <laughs> uh, and that's what came out instead. So, But yeah, I, I have a deep, abiding love for dragons. And I haven't gone all in on Dragons of the Cosmere yet because I really wanted to establish the Cosmere as something else first, not just kind of like... Um, a photocopy of uh, fantasy that I read when I was younger. But one thing from fantasy that I read when I was younger that is there are the dragons, kind of straight out of kind of the way that I loved to read them when I was younger. And you'll, you'll see them. You got
0: Zisis, You'll see others eventually. So, Sweet. Uh, for me, it's a talking tree. <laughs> w- whether it's an ant or mm. tree folk or those like a-hole trees from Wizard of Oz... If, if a tree has, like, those crooked, branchy arms and talks to you, that's my favorite thing. You're so weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's not weird! That's an awesome answer to your question. Okay, over here, number two.
3: It's a question! It's a question!
0: So, calendar events commonly have some kind of rule,
1: it's like... Uh, Groundhog's Day, if it sees its shadow, it means winter will be longer. Easter's the first Sunday of the month. So if you had to decide some kind of rule that decides that a year has become a year of Sanderson, what would it be? (laughs) (laughs) Oh
0: boy. What makes something a year of Sanderson? If Brandon wakes up before noon more than three times in a year. (laughs) That's pretty good.
1: Yeah. If Brandon doesn't Periodically, look up and see that it's morning already <laughs> and the, be like, "Oh,
0: the bird's cheeping means that it's past my bedtime." Yeah, yeah. If Brandon, when he finishes writing, can see his shadow in natural light, something's gone very wrong.: There's Two more weeks of winter coming. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think that that's it. There you go.: Early rising, Brandon. Mm. Awesome. Number one.
1: It's a question. It's a question.
2: Between the worlds of Apocalypse Guard and Dark One, which would you rather live in?
0: Ah, uh, I mean, I'm Dark gonna... One is basically just where we live already. No, so that's... you got to
1: be like in the fantasy version. That's true. I'm still going to pick that one because Apocalypse Guard is literally about worlds that are about to be destroyed in yeah. some way.
0: And so... There isn't a safe place to live in that universe. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd have to pick Dark One. Yep, Mirandas. Yeah, but also because that means I get to meet those characters, and I love them so much. All right. So thank you for the question. Those books, at least one of them will eventually be published. Yeah. This I swear in my Dan's done a
1: really good job with Dark One the last little while. He's been putting it through writing group, and it's great. You guys are going to love it.
0: One of the main things delaying Dark One at this point, now I have a fun new game to play, (laughs) is that we did Dark One Forgotten and both of us just fell in love with like Christina and Sophie as characters and so we decided to put them into the novel and so now I have to rewrite a bunch of the novel and make them characters in it, so there you go. By the way,
1: <laughs> this is our last question because we have to, uh, we do have to set up for the next one. So last question. So the thing a,
2: a question. question. <laughs> it's a question. More people than you.
1: We have microphones. Uh, I would like to give a special thanks to the choir just to support the, uh, the event today. It's hard to find good music these days.
0: My friend Chris would like to know this is for Dan. Where did you get your hat? This hat is the fourth hat that I have owned. Okay? The fourth...
3: Story time, story time, story time!
0: Fourth such fedora. The first one I bought in Disneyland in the Indiana Jones store. <laughs> and that one got lost on a train in Mexico. And if that sounds awesome, it is. The second one was purchased in the same Disneyland store and then was stolen at Dragon Con. The third one was purchased in the Disneyland store and is, as far as I'm aware, still underneath the third rail of the London Metro. (laughs) I was moving around in there with my family and we walked past a cross tunnel and it flew off my head and it flew under the third rail and we went and we talked to the maintenance guys and they're like, here, fill out this thing and we filled out the thing and then about a week later, I got an email that said, yeah, that's gone, buddy. We, even we cannot get that back. And so this one was actually purchased in Stuttgart, in Germany, at a store called Hute Hanna, which means, I think just means hat house, or hat shack or something. And it's awesome, and I still have it. So the moral of the story is, don't buy hats at the Indiana Jones store in Disneyland, because someone will steal it at Dragon Con. Dan, Hat Hut was right there. It's literally what it means. Hat right? Shack sounds funnier. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but Hat Shack is a biblical character. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Hat Shack, Meat Shack, and the Wendigo. <laughs> I do n- not want to be anywhere near Meat Shack. Meat is my favorite biblical character, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how's that, Ben?
2: How's that, Brandon?